over you Check, check, one, two, mic check, mic check. You already know what it is. Welcome to the Matt Violinist Podcast. We got a very, very special guest in the building. We got yes, my man sir. E in the building. Yo. We got momentum on the mic too. What it do, baby. Yeah, he's going to be like a reincurring guest, but you know, he's just here to chime in and talk his shit too. <laughs> know what I mean? So what's good, bro? Chilling, bro. How are you? Listen, I just got back from the Islands and shit. Yeah, so. man, you looking a, a shade darker. Just a shade. Just a shade. <laughs> a, little, a little bit of a little bit of mm. spice. He was he was a uh, bright red. Now he's uh, dirt burgundy yeah. now. They got to pull out the the fifty two <laughs> of the Crayola to look up the proper sh- colors. Those are those those are those special colors you can't find yeah, inside exactly. Staples. <laughs> <laughs> got to pull out the the Sienna Brown. Facts. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, man, um, I mean, the islands, they were cool, man. You know, I, I enjoyed myself. It was a fun wedding. Yeah, you look like you were having fun. It was really fun. I'm good at making it look like I'm having fun on, <laughs> online. Social media would do that. It, yeah. That shit is a skill, bro. Yeah. Social media-ing. Social media-ing. How many times have you been in Jamaica? Oh, um, God. I'm going to say about, in my lifetime, seven, eight times, maybe. Wow. If that. How many did you say? Seven, eight. Is it oh. more? Oh, you said 70. I'm like, damn. Yeah, I was about to no, say. No, no, no. Seven or eight. You own some property down there? No, I don't. No, sir. <laughs> but yeah, man, it was fun. They had um, Ding Dong come out and perform. Wow. Apparent, like apparently the um, the the bride was like a huge fan, which is always weird to me. That shit is that shit is mad weird to that me. Sounds she like was, some Godfather shit. Now Johnny Fontaine. You just have this motherfucker come out and start singing like. <laughs> but yeah, she funny. was just like, um, she put uh, the first time I heard you play, I had to have you at my wedding. And wow. in my head, I'm just like, when did you hear me play? <laughs> what did she say? Did you really ask her? No, no, no. She posted that on, on like her story of me playing. Oh, okay. Yeah. So she heard you play on Instagram via Instagram. I don't know where she heard me play first. You should. Because I always find that's really interesting. Like when you're, especially like well with anything, but like if you're making art and somebody's like, "Yo, you're dope." Like I heard like you know I, from your last work, it's like, "Oh, cool, awesome." Where'd you hear that? Because that's like, I don't know. I, I just feel like that's really important. Like knowing where they heard where your content is like being heard and like how it's like you know because it could be from a lot of different places like right and and the interesting part is it's like depending on when they tell you like when they heard you can determine where i was at that time like oh shit i remember that time i was going through a bad breakup then right and i came to the event and i was ready to like spaz and lose my shit yeah but you know the event actually ended up being fun you know so i think that's like always like the most interesting part to me is like pinpointing where I was when they first heard me play. Hell yeah. Because it's like one thing to like realize, like, and I think we were talking about this before, it's like sometimes you go through these steps when you're like on the path of success or you're trying to achieve a goal and you don't really take the moment because you're so focused, like your head is so down, you're so focused on achieving that goal that you kind of don't take the moment to like take a deep breath and step back and see how far you've come. Right. So like those kind of things help kind of like contextualize your success and be like, okay, cool. Like I did this, 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 and this. And that led to like this person hearing me which then now I can hone in on that method of like trying to put my music out because I know that it's effective. Like, you know what I mean? Like, right. it's like, it's like, I don't know. It's important to like kind of not just be successful, but understand why you're successful because like that further helps stabilize your success. Honestly, for me, it's hard to like, like contextualize that. Yeah. You know? Of course. It's, it's very difficult to do that. You know why? Because I th- I think the hardest part and the strangest part too is people that don't look at you as a human. Like, oh my God, like I can't believe I'm talking to you. I'm just mm-hmm. like, it's just me. Like I see I see my fans as human, but sometimes they can see me as something bigger than that. Mm-hmm. Like you mean more to them than you might mean to your own self. Yeah, because you're that, not a person. And that shit is so weird. Yeah. I'm just like, fam, it's just me. The I'm, whole, the I'm whole, just mad. The whole shit with like being I, a musician yeah. is like hard I, in nature. True. Um, I just got some pushback on that whole like they don't view you as a person. It's just that you know, social media. I feel like it more so showcases like, wow, I actually let you in my home kind of a way. You know what I mean? And to see you in person and I enjoy your work, it's like, oh snap, you're the guy. You know what I mean? And I finally get to see you. Yeah, I don't feel like it's not so much that they don't see you as human. You know what I mean? You know what's funny? Do you follow this girl? Um, I saw this girl at the airport on the way back. Um, Giselle Lynette. Nah. She, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a pull up, but she's one of those like you know, I don't, I don't want to like degrade what she's doing, mm-hmm. but she's one of those like IG models right. kind of thing, fat ass, big titties, mad pretty. Yeah. You know. <laughs> he said fine profession. <laughs> and it's just like, like when I saw her, I'm just like, wait, is that? Oh yeah, definitely is her. Like, yeah, it, it, was, it was like legit her. And then in my head, it's just like with the humanizing and dehumanizing thing in the way of like somebody thinking that you're bigger than what you actually are. I'm just like, oh, she's just a. Regular girl. Yeah. 
and then that was that was that in my head. I'm just like, yeah, but it's not. I'm not fanning out. I'm not like, I'm not like like having a panic attack right. because I'm in front of this person, you know? Yeah. Right. But what you're articulating is what you say you experience on a regular basis. You you were on the uh, opposite end. You're usually on the receiving end. Now you saw what it's like for someone else to, you know what I mean? Yeah. See you in that light. Like, the reason oh. why I think it's a little different with music though is because like for your the example that you provided, it's like you ran into a person that has created this platform for herself based off looks. how she looks, which is an extension of her person. Mm -hmm. Whereas somebody approaching you and is like, yo, your music is dope. It's like, that's more of an abstract connection to make like a person's music to the actual human. Yeah, Because a lot of times, like, yeah. like you play an instrument. So like, that's even more abstract because you're not, he I'm not hearing your voice. I'm not hearing your mannerisms. I don't see, like, you know, like I can see your videos and like whatever, and you're able to express yourself that way. But it's, it's like, like I said, it's a lot more abstract. Mm -hmm. Whereas like, um, fuck, I lost my point. No, it's all good. Um, uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Visuals and music. Go ahead. Uh, la, 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 la. I was talking about you and you play an instrument. Yeah, yeah. So it makes it a little more difficult, even more so because you have artists who, especially in rap, and I'm going to make a lot of references to rap because that just happens to be the genre that I work within, um, who rap about shit or talk about things that aren't really indicative of who they are as a person. Mm hmm so that creates even more of a disconnect where if you were to run into like I don't know what's a what's who's a rapper that like I don't know talks about like mad like gangster shit you can name but like like for example but I see think it's weird because like there's like a level of, uh, there's like a level of authenticity when it comes to gangster rap like right. if I literally if I like I like I grew up in Harlem so like I ran I've run into Jim Jones in the street it's like this motherfucker is actually living the life that he's talking about right so it's like you can be like, oh, it's Jim Jones and have that level of humanity because you already hear, he, like he's talking, he's talking about the lifestyle he lives in his music. Right. There's not that level. But then sometimes you have like your situation where it's a little more abstract, where it's like, and you do come across people who like won't associate the person with the music or like have this innate like separation. Yeah, there's no, there's people, no compartmentalization in society anymore. Yeah, what you're trying to get at. Yeah, I, I wouldn't say anymore. I just think it's difficult. No, I, I it, think I, what I'm saying is, is it's different with with the situation. Right. No, it really is though. It really is. It's. I don't know. Like you actually brought up a good point. Like, and it just made me think to myself. It is really difficult to separate the persona of an artist, whether he's trying to control that persona or not, and separating that and understand that this person might actually not be that way. Yeah. You know. It it it, it goes like. It, Music's so weird like that because you have artists like, and like I said, like I, I could talk, I can name a swath, large swath of gangster rappers who like swath. just <laughs> who mm -hmm. live the life that they talk about. But then you also have other rappers or artists who kind of talk about things that aren't really personal, whether it be items, things that they have. And that doesn't give you an insight into the person. It just talks about the shit that they think is fly or cool, which has its own merit. I don't want to degrade mm -hmm. like any kind of like, you know, like club music or like just music that just makes you feel good. Like that has its own place within, it, within culture. But I just feel like, like you said, it creates that dynamic where sometimes we have this disparity between the people who are consuming the art and the people making the art. And I, I think that's, that's probably the reason why I do my absolute best not to cap on Instagram, <laughs> like you know, it's like if 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 I'm gonna show you something, I want it to be real. I like for me personally, when I consume things, if I'm consuming things from an from an artist, whether it's visual or like from some sort of like audible like uh, medium, I want it to be real. Right. I would like for it to be real. Right. And you know, it's just like I don't know. It's like I think for me personally, as an artist, I think it's a lot more difficult to try to keep up with that lie. I already know I'm not I'm not like this. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't I don't live in a strip club twenty four seven. So I'm not gonna always be in one. Right. I'm not gonna act like I'm always there all the time. You know, it's just like I live a regular life. I'm a regular dude. I just happen to play the violin. Yeah. I happen to end up in some of these places. I happen to end up at the Apollo, Madison Square Garden. I happen to run into some of these celebrities, but just a regular dude. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like But isn't it isn't it interesting too like the like I think of artists like you know, we used to talk about Kanye West all the time. We know he's kind of gone off the rails. He's always um, been off the rails. But he, he has always been off the rails, but more off the... He's, like, not on the track no more. He's, like, off the whatever. Right. Um, he's somebody who put a lot of himself in his music, and he even talked about it in interviews where it's, like, you know, I remember when he was 
was it on Ellen or I don't remember exactly where, so forgive me, but um, you know, he was talking about his artist name and it's like I don't have I don't have like a persona, I don't have an artist name, I'm Kanye right. West. So like right. when I whatever I put out is this was right after he came out with 808s and Heartbreak mm-hmm. because he was catching a lot not criticism, but like it wasn't the sound that people It wasn't the sound to. people were expecting. It was a huge sonic departure from everything he had done previously. Like it ended up being a huge classic that ended up setting the precedent for a lot of music that we're listening to right now. But right. that's a separate conversation. Right. Like, but his his thing was like, look, listen, like this is my this is what a, this is the creative muscle I'm trying to flex. I'm Kanye West. This is me. Like I'm not doing something that artistically like doesn't represent who I am. Like this is what I'm going through. So like it's just so interesting to me where you have artists who like are putting so much of themselves in this music that it's almost like you know who they are already to where again like you said like you have other artists who are making certain another different type of music that creates this kind of disparity like it's just so interesting how you can have two different kind of relationships with an artist mm-hmm. but still be equally as impacted and i think that's that's the reason why like um i really like to hear music when you really started to like present it oh oh shucks no, I'm, I'm oh, dead ass. Stop. I'm dead ass. No, but it's just like like your music. It it just was on brand for who you are right. because you know we we were friends for like like what two two three years? Yeah. No, two years. Yeah, because you came in you came into sophomore high school, year high sophomore. school. Yeah. So yeah, about a year and change. I'm like, oh, this is this is E. This is Eric. You know what I mean? Like it's not like he's doing something completely different. And even if you were, I mean, I it never happened. Um, what the fuck am I saying? It's what just in terms. You're talking about like my subject matter and like what I yeah. talk about my song. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's true. And I mean, like, cause and it's, it makes it harder too. Like mm-hmm. being a rapper in high school, it's like, what am I supposed? Am I really supposed to lie about the shit that I like? Y'all see me every day. Y'all know right. I don't got an Aston Martin. Y'all know I don't have like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, you know, y'all know I don't fucking got no Gucci robes or nothing. Like, but so the like the the for me. But I, I mean, there are other artists too who like to teeter that line, and you can call it surrealism. You could just call it fronting. I think surrealism is probably the more artistic way to like you, you know, know kind of like you know the same <laughs> the same the same way you know what now that I think about it the same way how like they have like a parental advisory on it I think there should also be a label when it's just like authenticity Yo, advice, right, exactly. <laughs> <Right>. advisory <laughs> but, but that, that's kind of the point I was trying to make right it's just like yeah sure we all know like we see you every day but it's at the end of the day it's still an art form you yeah, know yeah. what I'm saying right. So it's just I don't, like, I don't mean to ever undermine anybody. You know, at the end of the day, art is art. Like I was telling you about this Martin Scorsese interview I was watching earlier because I love Martin Scorsese and I've been trying to like take elements of filmmaking and implement, implement them in my, in my music. And, you know, um, he was talking about how, and the interviewer was asking him um, how he dealt with actors who he felt weren't going about the scene the way he envisioned it, or weren't right. going about the performance the way he wanted to. He was right. like, and he was asking, like, how do you deal with that? Do you scream? Do you yell? Do you yell? Like, do you say cut? Like, do you get frustrated? He's just like, nah, I let the scene play out and I let the actor kind of try and come across the way that they want to cross, come across. And when the take is done, you know, we sit back, we look at it together and we try to see mm-hmm. what we can do to make it better because whether it's, whether it's good, bad, or, or indifferent, it's still mm-hmm. art. Mm-hmm. So it's important to kind of like get it all out anyway. It's just like when you're making a beat and you're like, you let's see what this, let's see how this 808 sounds. All right, this shit sounds trash. All right, try, try it out. Like, you know, take it out and put it, you know, let's put something else in its place. Let's put another instrument in its place. Or like, you know, like let's use an open hat instead of a hi hat. Like mm-hmm. any kind of like instru- random like musical thing that you just want to try out. Um, like, I just think it's, it's, it's so important to be like um, uh, versatile, versatile in your approach so you know i don't mean to undermine anybody who like is m- making stuff up to uh uh be cool or make them or make their music or be or make when you say making stuff up what do you mean like trying, um, i feel like what he's trying to say is like, like trying to flex or like trying to like i don't even want to say flex because you can flex and be authentic i, th- I what i was trying to get i was at to your point of like i'm not trying to undermine people who aren't authentic in their music right. i just i personally ha- ha- hold authenticity to be like kind of like the crux of everything mm-hmm. but when, you when say, it comes when, to music when you say authenticity what do you mean like because to me like all right if i'm rapping about like it's like there are rappers who rent cars and rap about their cars i wouldn't do that because the car's not mine okay. i'm renting it that's like that's like a mild example of what i'm talking about like just like just motherfuckers taking liberties in their songs about things they don't have or haven't experienced but it's like drake does it all the time and he's just like like bro you're not like creeping up the block who are you creeping up the block on drake (laughs) come on son like let's be for real i love you drake and you're like an incredible artist whatever but you're not like you know what i'm saying like sometimes he takes these liberties with like 
this kind of gangster lifestyle sometimes that it's just like yo you're not gangster not for nothing though drake in canada from what i've been told like a couple of my friends that actually live in Toronto, he actually has goons like that. Like he got like he, he's, no, he has he, goons. I would got, never got, doubt for got, a second he that got, he he got juice like that in Canada. Of course, but there's, what there's I'm nigga, saying, I'm talking about Drake, Aubrey Graham, the man. He's not creeping. It's not pulling out no. It's not pulling out no text on nobody, bro. I'm sorry, <laughs> he's just not. I'm not saying that he does. You know, I'm you know we're you know being in the basement working on the phones like I, I'm sure like I know that he's li- been through some tough times and lived certain lifestyles like he's rapped about the time he got stuck up like mm-hmm. I know he's had these different experiences I'm just like trying to name different examples of like you know what I'm saying like motherfuckers be taking liberties of shit that they either don't really have haven't really lived or just don't really fully understand which is cool from an artistic standpoint but tying back to the level of humanity and authenticity when you're approaching somebody it's like all right your music's cool but you the person are a little sus because well, you don't you be talking some bullshit well my my rebuttal to that is that uh seeing as how i've pretty much listened to hip-hop and r&b my whole life what one thing you have to understand that i guess people lost along the way is that it that it is entertainment right i feel like people again cannot come compartmentalize if that's the word you can entertain and be authentic you hard. can, you can. It's actually but, really not hard. It's actually really easy because nobody can talk about the things that you can talk about because only you can talk about those things. Which is true. I'm not. I'm not refuting that. What I'm. What I'm saying to you is that from someone that is an avid listener, listener of hip hop and gangster rap and what have you, that I can, I can know that he's talking about killing a motherfucker, com- committing a one eight seven on a cop, right? But he goes home to a wife and kids and lives a and lives a you know a square life, if you will. You know what I mean? But I understand, I understand that it is an art form to paint this, at this point now, like this, like horrific picture. Because while, as the artist would say, I heard a lot of artists say, I may not live this life, but I know this goes on every day. I know that, you know what I mean? That people are living this life. And I'm not saying that I live it, but I'm expressing what I've lived vicariously through other people. Well, you know what I mean? I'm, yeah, so like like that's actually a, a good question. Like if even though you're not living that life personally, if you see it like you live in it, does that give you the liberty to make music about it as if you were? I think anybody can make music about whatever they want and I don't mean like, you know, at the end of the day, yes, it's entertainment. I would never and that's that was my point when I made earlier whether it's good, bad or indifferent, it's art. You can't make something not art. It's art. I'm just tying it back to the human thing of like, if I'm approaching and we're talking about art, like how you, your process mm-hmm. as an artist, like eventually it's going to come up like, okay, what's your subject matter? What are you talking about? Where are you drawing your experiences from? Mm-hmm. If I'm going to be relating to you about something you're talking about, it should be something that you have experiences in. Kid Cudi is lit to me and Kid Cudi has fans all over the world and he's really changed with man on the moon like a lot of the spectrum of what he's man on the moon is pretty much the predecessor for a lot of the music that we listen to like the yeah. man, man on the moon and 808s and heartbreak those two albums pretty much set the table for a lot of these muff like a lot of these motherfuckers are doing this melodic thing like yeah before that album came out if you were if you like if you go into a rap studio and start singing motherfuckers would start cutting your ass bro right. i mean you're not pulling out no melodies on this side no, I mean, some that's, that's, shit. that's not like, that's not true ja, it is true ja, no ja, it is true. ja rule was singing ja rule's Mo- not a rapper Yes, he is. Yes, no, he's not. Yes, he is. Yes, no, he's not. Fifty Cent. Fifty Cent. Fifty Cent is. Fifty Cent is a rapper. Right, but a lot of his music is highly melodic. It's highly melodic, but he wasn't rap. He wasn't being melodic in his verses. In his verses, not really. In the so that's what I'm saying. Absolutely. The art craft. The art yeah. craft of rap has changed. The craft because the, well, it, you weren't adding melodies in your verses. The, yeah, there you are now. I, Motherfuckers are literally hopping on, and I've seen. I've seen the process of how these songs work, bro. Before it would deadass be. You know, you see, you, like traditional, like hip hop, and I don't want to come off as like traditional hip hop guy. I, I I appreciate all kinds of art, so I'm not trying to be get off my lawn you know, type you, dude. You do know that this is a safe space, even if you don't. No, appreciate of course, it, but even still, like <laughs> I, I hate that impression of like, oh, like golden era was the best era of hip hop, and it's like that's bullshit because in reality, there's so much great music out right now, and we have the ability, thanks to streaming services, to choose what we want to consume. But there's just stigma because there's only one certain type of music on the radio that there's no good music out, and it's like the music doesn't the music on the Radio doesn't dictate what's popular. Right. Make but your that, make make your point and I want to move on to something else. Yeah, that aside. I was gonna say, uh, what was I talking about? You were just talking about like just uh how rappers back in the day they didn't like melo- like do melodic stuff. Yeah. 
I've seen the process of how this shit goes down now. Before it would be, yo, let's like, you know, or I'm gonna think of freestyle in my head, or let me write a 16, or like whatever, like go in the booth, spit the 16, all right, whatever, let me, all right, let me do overdubs, okay, cool, all right, the verse is done. And then now have- it's literally, you're thinking of the melody before you think of the words. Motherfuckers go in, they lay down the draft track or the rough track for whatever, however the melody or the pattern's gonna be, so you go in there like, uh, da-na-na-na-uh, yeah, uh, 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 yeah, then you come out, you listen to it, then you fill the words into those spaces. It's right, a completely yeah. different process because it's a different craft. So it's melody so, it's melody over lyrics. And before it used to be lyrics, melody. Yeah. Got you. So hold on. Let's I know because we could be on this topic all day. Yeah. I, I do want to move on. Yeah, um no. I was watching um let's let's go into sports a little bit. I was watching uh, Kobe oh, Bryant memorial thing. First of all, rest <sighs> I in could, peace. I actually Kobe. didn't watch it. It was I missed it. But. I watched I watched uh, like I watched Michael Jordan's speech. And I watched Vanessa's Bri- Vanessa Bryant's speech like minimally, minimally. I could I couldn't really like watch it like that because it was kind of sad. Um, but it made me think about like the the concept and the process of funerals, the way that we do them nowadays. It's just like I could have been the you person- mean like for famous people? No, just period. Okay. Just period. Like it's just like you lose a family member or, or or a loved one, and it's just like everybody wants you to go on stage and talk about it. It's like fam, I am grieving. Yeah. I lost that person. My mind is not in the it's not in a sane space to really talk about it. And if I don't want to talk about it, I shouldn't have to do it. Yeah. You know, there was a situation when my grandmother passed, um, like after she passed, I'm just I'm just gonna like like paint out the picture like kinda comically. Like, I'm sorry, I'm like, sorry. Like wait, for wait, your time loss, out, time out, time out, time out. It's like, oh damn. <laughs> this nigga just threw me off the fucking shit. It's like, damn, sorry for your loss. By the way, would you um would you mind playing for you for your grandmother's funeral? It's like fam. <laughs> Like, can I grieve? Can I mourn? Can it's a I lack like of sensitivity? Like, man. yeah, can I can I like figure myself out now with her being gone? And it's just like that concept of having funerals and having the loved ones speak. That shit is kind of selfish, if you ask me. Yeah, absolutely. And I it's agree. just like what's crazy is like Vanessa Bryant. She didn't have to. She didn't have to say anything. She didn't have to make a statement about it. She didn't have to address nobody. She didn't have to do like the the memorial for the fans. She didn't have to speak to the fans. And it's just like. You know, I take my hat off for her to doing it. I know that shit was super duper rough. I can't even imagine trying to do that. Well, she definitely took her time. Like, well, let me not say that because that's like open to interpretation. Like losing a significant other and your daughter. Like, you how much time is the right amount of time? So I don't want to sound, you know. But given the con, like you know, she people were expecting either some kind of statement from her. I don't know why in, in, in your, that's a good point though. I don't know why in our culture we like expect statements from these people. It's like, well, well, Vanessa hasn't said anything yet. Maybe tomorrow we'll get like, you know, like it's like her official statement, her official statement. It's like, and I, cause I even heard them talk cause I listen to ESPN radio every morning and it's like, I was listening to Golik and Wingle in the morning and Mike Golik was like, you know, we still haven't heard. He wasn't, talking about it as if he was expecting her to say something, but he had just mentioned, because it was a part of the news story, like, you know, we still haven't heard anything from Vanessa, like, she's still, and it's like, who cares? Like, why yeah. even bring that up? Like, it, like we shouldn't have to hear anything from her if we, she doesn't want to speak. Like, let her go about her mourning process. I can't imagine, I just can't imagine that kind of tragedy. Like, because I, I didn't even know Kobe personally, and I was fucked up for... It, it, it still doesn't feel it real. It still doesn't feel real. Yeah. So, like... I don't know, man. And, and it, you know, it's wild. You know, it's funny. Like right before I went to Jamaica, I, um, one of my friends, Wisdom, passed away. Like he, he like passed away suddenly. He was like, my sorry age. to hear that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just like I grew up with him and everything. And he was um, a part of the church. Mm-hmm. So you know, there was a few um, members of the church that reached out to me. He was like, oh, would you mind playing for his um, funeral service? Right. And then I, I told him shit. I'm like, look, I had a shitty January and February, and it's my birthday. That was that was the, that was the day of his Damn. service. I'm just like, fam, honestly. I loved wisdom, but he's gone, and I'm not playing. I'm not playing. There's no amount of money that's that's, that's going to make me play. And on top of that, too, I don't like playing in front of corpses, too. I think that's a, another weird concept, too. Like, like we're trying to like remember somebody, and you have the person's corpse in a room. I feel like that's more so to co- to confirm to your brain that the person has actually passed. Is is supposed to you know trigger something? I feel like. That's why they still do that to this day. It's supposed to let your brain know, like, yo, this motherfucker is actually well, dead. You, you heard you know it from me mean? first. If I die, like, if I die in a in a time frame where I'm not supposed to die, or when I die, do not have my body anywhere near the people who are alive. It's so funny. You that shit say is that. weird, bro. Like, I don't like that. Like, and I actually had wet um weddings. Why would a dead person be at a wedding? I actually had funerals that I had to play for, and they want me to play right next to the corpse. I'm like, fam. 
No. That is weird. It's just, it's just strange to me. It's funny you say that, though, because mm-hmm. I always had this thing where it's like, yo, if I die, yo, unexpectedly, yo, like, when you're laying me out in the casket and my casket's going to the ground, just, like, have a violinist play, like, the All the Lights interlude as I'm going down. That, <laughs> that should be fire. That should be fire. <laughs> <laughs> but then, like, hearing from the, coming out the mouth of a violinist, like, yo, the, why the fuck am I here playing next to a dead person? Now I feel mad and sensitive, so now I'm going to have to alter my death plans. Funeral plans. Well, on that note, it's been real, my niggas. Yo, I appreciate you, dog. Until next time. Until next time, my man. You gotta have more talks about the merits of authenticity and rap. Oh yeah, for sure. (laughs) And I got material for days. Lit. We get up, bro. Catch you, bro. I'm sorry, my hands are sweaty. They're always sweaty. It's it's all good. Nobody's judging you here. Um, but that that shit is so weird to me, man. It's 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 really it's really rough. Like celebrity deaths in our culture, it's like. It's freaky. It's like being in a freak show. Like this shit. You seen this shit with Pop Smoke? Like rest in peace, oh my bro. Goodness. Like the dude that came out on Instagram. Did saying you see what? that? Saying what? I actually like kind of. I turned off my phone after that, bro. That was on my birthday good, as well. Good on you because let me I tell you, my shit off. This dude came on Instagram basically claiming partial responsibility. Like he had. It was a. It was dude. It was a caption to a selfie. He's just like in the camera, like, like whatever, and it and the caption is like, "Yo, so pop pop is gone. I just want to say I didn't have anything to do with it. I just know that I just knew somebody that uh, he owed money to, and I just happened to tell them the address, and then you know they went they went over to see him, and things got sour. But I didn't have anything to do with it, and I'm innocent." Why like, would, why would you say that? Like, first of all, like if you're really trying to absolve yourself from any kind of like relation or association with the crime, talk to a fucking lawyer. Like, go get a lawyer. Go get a public defendant. Don't go on social media and try to like get justice from who the people. Nobody like what? It's it, it was like this sick, twisted way to get clout and like get like notoriety. Like, yo. It's so gross, bro, and it, it I, disgusts I think, me. Like you know, you know, it's funny. This is what I'm actually starting to really learn how to do. From the outside looking in, based on the way you told the story to me, yes, it does look like some way to like. Gain no, some and literally because I, I he had but, just posted the pic and I was on his Instagram story because I'm like, yo, who like this guy? And he was talking about but but download my song though. After he posted the picture, because like, I looked at the timestamps, because I'm like, I gotta see how sick this nigga is, and he's niggas is really sick out here. That's weird. It, I, I don't know, man. That that pop smoke thing fucked me up, man. It did too. It's with me, with me as well because and it's crazy. Cause I don't. I never really liked his music like that, and I never really listened to his music. I liked like that. his voice a lot. His he voice had a, he was had a crazy presence. Extremely presence. distinct. Extremely, and it fits so well in the genre. He had a crazy and presence, bro, and he had a bright future. Yeah, he did. You know what I'm saying? Because he was coming off this wave of like this UK rap, like the UK grime shit, mm-hmm. like with the heavy 808s and that and that you know that that uh, high tempo. Right. Um, I just feel like yo, he had so many pla- different places he could go. Like, even in a realm that I don't even fuck with, like I could just see it. Like he just had a really bright future ahead of him. And that shit. Just just tying back to your point about just celebrity culture and death and shit like that. We are just so dis- like desensitized to like death and tra- and trauma like we don't know how to deal with trauma and to be honest that's tragedy like somebody like it's straight tragedy getting shot like somebody getting shot and dying in their tragic like, in their home bro in your own space bro i don't i don't think that was it wasn't his home but like it was he was renting this he was renting it out right i think it was, it was airbnb or like whatever like whatever that was his space for the time being you feel me feel me it's like you're supposed to be secure and feel safe and like you know he's from new york like that's a new that's another new york cat like you want to see new york cats out here succeed in the music business like for too long like the south's been flying the flag and like the west coast flying the flag like we we you know i like to see new york new york artists out here thriving so shit just sucks bro yeah, like, that, that shit fucked me up but enough, enough about death let's talk about some life <laughs> please um, so um your freestyle my freestyle. Your freestyle, sir. It was very interesting. You actually brought up some points, um, and forgive me if I don't remember the lyrics verbatim, but you you said something to the effect of homeless chic. Recite that line. Um, something about homeless chic. I'm the poster boy for homeless chic slash the highbrow crowd from Nick the Eyebrow hashtag fleet. Got you. So what what was your what was your approach on that? Like, were you ever homeless? Do you know people that were homeless, or is this something that was just kind of fabricated? So. It's funny because on the back of my conversation about authenticity and rap, 
I was never homeless. And mm -hmm. um, the whole thing is actually, I think it's very clear that it's a visual metaphor because I'm literally talking about it for like most of the song. Mm -hmm. Like I'm talking about, um, you know, I haven't eaten in weeks. Obviously, I have eaten in weeks. I, if I have not eaten in weeks, I would have perished. Um, you know, I try to, because I, I, when I wrote that, I was aware like, damn, I think this is dope, obviously, but I don't want to come off as uh, unsensitive or like to undermine the struggles of people who are actually going through homelessness. But the idea of it was to kind of just express not only my hunger to do this rap shit and get in this rap game, but also to kind of like find myself and my own identity. Like, I feel like, and we talk about it all the time, like with just like social media and like this idea of like having things and like having the, you know, the new pair of kicks or like the new gear or whatever, like I'm trying to find peace within myself without having any of those things. Right. So when I say something like, yo, I'm the poster boy for Homeless Chic, it's not to say like, yo, I'm homeless and I'm like the fucking Lord of the Flies when it comes to this homeless, like homelessness, because it's a serious issue that needs to be tackled. Mm -hmm. But it's to say like, hey, listen, like I'm like trying to fly the flag for motherfuckers out here who don't really have any of those things that we're pressured into believing make us great or right. like make us fly or cool. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of like the whole idea, of the, the whole idea of the verse, but like that line, I feel like kind of encapsulates it in a nice little neat. Shit was cool, bro. I appreciate you. Yeah, I appreciate cool, you bro. like bringing up the A-Team shit too, because like that was so long ago and it's like crazy that like people in our town and stuff still like remember that shit. Like, no, the the A-Team shit was, was really dope. And I, again, I think the reason why I really appreciated it is because it was authentic. It's authentic, right. And I, I, I we got off the, off the beaten path, but it's like, like I said, like, you know, you know me, like I would, I smoke weed, I play video games, I like to eat fast food. I like to eat all food, but I'm, I'm trying to cut off fast food because I'd be eating it way too much. It's just too convenient. Um, those are things I rap about in my songs. Like, sorry, mm -hmm. like I don't, sorry. I can't rap about trapping. I don't trap. I can't rap about like red bottoms. I don't have any. Right. So Not yet. Not yet. But you know what's funny about, about the, um, the 18 thing is that um, I remember that was a time where I think I really just started to grind like musically and trying yeah. to make money off of it and trying to turn it into a career. And I remember when you guys actually like, at the time for me it was like y'all hit the jackpot, you know? Yeah, yeah. You guys were starting to get that reach, that two hundred thousand, three hundred thousand views and everything. And I remember now that feeling, and I remember denying it back then, but I was jealous. Mm -hmm. I, I was legit jealous. And now, what is it? Pushing ten years later, or ten years later, ten plus years later. I don't think jealousy is an issue because mm. to me, I think there's a difference between jealousy and envy. I think right. jealousy is just like, damn, that person has what I want. They have something that I have. Envy is like, damn, that person has what I want. I'm going to go out of my way to make sure that person can't have it because I can't get it. Right. And it was never like that. There's you know? like more of a hateful connotation behind right, it. Right. Right. So it's, it's just like, I think, um, I think there was many cases now that I think about it within the last 10 plus years where I was jealous about something, mm -hmm. but instead of pouting about it, it's just... I did something about it. Right. You know, I just stepped my shit up. Right. You know, and it's just like, even within that 10 plus years, we, we were never not friends. That's like, the thing, like, and I think we spoke about this too, because, and this is kind of like how me even being here came to be, because it was like for so long, like, after all that 18 stuff happened, and then, you know, we had a mild taste of success or whatever, and we were doing shows and all that stuff, and then everybody went to college, it kind of all fizzled out. And that time, motherfuckers is peeping mad violinists. My son is out here traveling, like, doing gigs for, like, Oprah and, like, fucking, like, you know what I'm saying? My son got his own home studio. He's out here. His, his gram is popping. He's, like, generating content nonstop. And it's, like, you know, I could feel the same way. I don't, I, I guess I personally have a weird uh, issue using the word jealousy, but I guess within the context of what we're talking about, I, I can use it. Mm -hmm. um, I did definitely feel that, and it, it wasn't, like, Again, there was no hateful connotation behind it, but it was like, damn, like my son Matt is really out here grinding. Like, I remember, like when we were out here doing our thing, and now we we're bullshitting, and now you know what I'm saying, like it, it's it's motivating. It's like, damn, I need to get back back out here too. And like for the longest time, I wanted to reach out to you and hit you up and be like, yo, let's link up. Let's like, you know, even if it's like whatever. And then I didn't because, not because of jealousy, but it just it was like, damn, like 
Matt's out here doing his thing now. Like, I don't want to hit him up on some bullshit and be like, hey, remember that time we were friends 10 years ago? Like, I want to come with like a portfolio, right, make sure right. I was working on shit. And then, so I'm like, how all this stuff going on in my head? And then out of nowhere, you actually reached out to me because you saw a video I did or whatever. You was on tour. I'm yeah. like, nah, Eric's doing his thing. Yeah, so exactly. Like, nah. And it's like, so you hit me up and it's like, you think like, you think about all that shit, like all that time I spent thinking about like, oh, if I hit him, I just feel so stupid. I, I think like, it, I think it's natural. It's just like, you know, you you feel your feels sometimes. Yeah, you know? jealousy be- jealousy can be gross, man. It's just again to pop smoke. It's like people had to really go in there and take his life and take you know take from him. Like, what do you gain? You know what I mean? It's like we can use those feelings and channel them into something positive, like you did or like I did. You know, to try and make ourselves better. It wasn't like, oh, I'm gonna you know go into eric's room and break his mic so he can never record again it was like nah like my son E is out here doing his thing i'm gonna do my thing too because if he can do it i can do it type shit and you know collectively could be dope could be amazing you know it's just like i just started up this podcast and this platform and everything and it's like i know a lot of people and i thought about i'm just like all these people i know everybody has some sort of interesting story Mm. you know whether it's like some funny story about a tour or a mic check or a sound guy that was an asshole i got those now you see what i'm saying it's just like everybody (laughs) has something to talk about you know you don't need a high caliber of celebrity to to speak no you don't everybody has their own valuable life experiences like and that's what again another i love this this one is way more you know like it all ties together because that ties back to my earlier point of like yo like only you can talk about what you can talk about you know what i'm saying like that's what makes authenticity and shit like so important it's like your struggle only is is important and profound because only you can tell it's a story that only you have written right you don't even have to be a good writer and an author you just have to live your life and then talk about it and then you know what's funny too even going back to that point i I don't want to keep going back to old points i'm sorry no no (laughs) i just like tying stuff because it's no no but it's just like some people really are authentic in their art by speaking on things that aren't real they're storytellers yeah that's and that's 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 the line to me yeah it's like it's like or i um you talk about like um tyler the creator a lot of a lot of his time a lot of times a lot of his especially a lot of his earlier work which Mm -hmm. was a lot more surreal because he was talking he was dealing with all those demons like his parents and like all that stuff so he was talking about you know, not Eminem style, but like, you know what I mean? Kind of like Eminem style, like very like, you know, just very visual, very like surreal, kind of violent at times right. or whatever. Um, and it it doesn't make it non-authentic. It just, you know, he's just, it, it's authentic, but he's taking liberties to kind of uh, push the art and push the metaphor. That's like kind of what I did try to do with the homeless, the, the freestyle, which right. I don't have a name for, so I'm going to just call it the freestyle. No, don't worry about it. Don't worry um, about it. We're going to play it at the end anyway. Um, but yeah, man, yo, it's it's crazy. High school is a, is a strange place. It really is. It's a strange place. There's no rule book on like growing into feelings. There's no rule book on jealousy. And it's just like, to be honest, like I think people really experience those kinds of feelings more often than they're willing to admit. Hell yeah, bro. And, and it's just like the way that I separated... um envy and jealousy it's just like when i thought about it, i'm like damn i was jealous of a lot of shit mm-hmm. and it's not a sickness i don't think the jealous part is the sickness i think it's the envious part is the sickness you're going out of your way you're spending your own mental energy your own physical energy to try to make sure somebody else doesn't mm-hmm. receive their blessings yeah and what's that funny, takes work that that's a that's a lot of thinking power that you could honestly just put into your own dead ass your own development yeah right and it's, and it's just like to be honest that probably has something to do with um, there's an end game to that. There's an end game to the, to the envy. If I do this, I stop him from getting to this spot. Mm-hmm. Putting that same thought and effort into your own work, you don't, for me personally, I don't know where I'm going to go if I make this click. If I put out this 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 cover, I don't know where it's going to go. I don't know if somebody's going to repost it. I don't know if people are going to give a fuck. I don't know. There's a fear in the unknown. Yeah, and that, and that, fear, is, that fear is crazy. And that's probably why it's easier for people to hate yeah, because when you hate, you know the end result. I've I have stopped this person from succeeding, the end. Right. But then if it's like fuck, uh, I'm gonna go home after work and spend five hours teaching myself how to sample. All right, I spent that five hours, and I, after working eight hours, so now I've been up for thirteen hours. I'm mad tired. Okay, so now I'm gonna use that to make this beat. Mm. Awesome, like you know, like. 
making that beat what's the result of making that beat like there's no like immediate gratification like it's not like you made that you learned and then you made that beat and it's like like working on yourself is hard it's very difficult you know what i'm saying because there's no immediate gratification it's not like you work on yourself and then somebody comes out the sky like you did good you did good today <laughs> like here's a medal here's like a hundred dollars like whatever it's like nah like it's a constant process like growth is a constant process and i think like, it has something to do with validation too and that's another thing that a lot of people seek too that they don't even understand or might be conscious of that they're seeking that's probably my biggest issue and i think there. i think with the hating thing the quote-unquote hating thing or you know the envious or the jealousy thing when you're telling somebody that there's a chance that somebody might validate what you're saying like oh i agree yeah that nigga's trash yeah that's validation. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So yeah. it's just like, it's minimal effort for a greater return. Hell yeah, bro. It's, hey, it's so great. Like, it, like, it really is. Nah, you did hit the nail on the head. Like, it's, it's, it's just easier to hate. It's easier to not have to work on yourself to do the work to self-improve. It's easier to not say, fuck, this person has this and this. I don't have those things. Now I got to look at myself in the mirror and figure out why I don't have those things and do the work and to figuring like do the work into actually achieving them that all that takes mad effort and mad like self like analysis which people don't like to do self-analysis people don't like to know mm. about themselves and pick out their flaws like people like to sweep all that under the rug because it makes the human existence easier it, 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 just, it really just comes from what's eat like it just it's just effort it is it's, it's really wild and, and it's just like um it's i think I, I, Hater, I, haters are lazy they they <laughs> it's easy to hate is hate yes and you know what's funny I want, I want to make this distinction too you can not like something and not hate on it hell yeah bro I live I teeter that line every fucking day <laughs> you know how much shit I hear on the radio and I, I just I'm just like yo this shit is garbage man like why but shout it's, out you yo get get that check bro it's like it's like, it's like for me the, tra the trap genre and I'm generalizing I, I know it goes off into different branches and everything but yeah but the chat the trap genre I could be like I don't like it as a whole I know that there's nothing wrong with it, and I know for a fact that there's a handful of songs that cross my path. And I'm like, oh no, nah, that yeah, shit is hot. fire. Yeah, I'm not hating though. I just know, I just know what is and what is not for me. Yeah, you know, and yeah. that's it. That's not hating. Being able to make that distinction in music is so important. Like being able to distinct what you don't like, or in art in general, what you don't like from what you. Well, I guess that's a kind of a different conversation. I was gonna say. Because then that kind of ties into objective versus subjective, like what you like versus what you think is good. Mm -hmm. But the overall point is like just being able to appreciate something if you don't like it. Right. And um, going going back into high school, I know that was a long time ago. Yeah. But after you um you put out the video and it started to gain some traction, did you notice any like new interactions with people? Like people were treating you <laughs> different. Yeah. Hell yeah. I mean, it, this is the thing, like, it, it was even more exacerbated by the fact that, like, I didn't have that many friends anyway. Mm -hmm. So, like, because you knew, like, I'm, I moved uh, into Teaneck High my the middle of sophomore year. So, like, it's one thing, like, coming into, like, in the high school, the middle of this story when everybody's, like, kind of already knowing each other. But then it's also another thing coming from New York, like, this big city to where, like, you know, it's just constant, like, hodgepodge of different people to moving to the like a smaller suburban town where you know a lot of people in teaneck didn't just meet in high school a lot of them knew each other from they grew up together they grew up together so you're really coming in the, into a movie at like the one hour 45 mark and then expecting the whole and audience expect, you know, to love you it, it's it's yeah it's it was really really difficult for me so you know i mean uh, you know eventually through different means through sports through classes and stuff like that and eventually just lightening up on my own because i wasn't initially um the most welcoming person, like, you know, um, outgoing person, I should say. Right. Um, I was able to meet people. And then once, and I had like a small core group of friends or whatever, but then once, once that shit started coming out, we did the video and like, just having all that, all, that many people in the video, like we, how many people were in that video? A lot. So many people, like people, it was just, it was just crazy. Um, how did it was, you, go ahead. No, I was just saying, it was, it was cool to bring a bunch of people together. And like, I felt like that was something that really like made our group of community or helped make our greater community. Mm hmm but um, it did kind of suck, like seeing like a lot of people who I wanted to be cool with, or like girls I, I thought were cute or whatever. That then they would never would give me the time today. All of a sudden, wanted to like have discussions with me and talk to me and be my friend. It kind of just sucked a little bit. And then once all that success faded, like those interactions, like you said, also faded with it. Um, yeah, social equity is also a very strange that thing. shit. But it's real. It's yeah. it's very very real. You Definitely. Know? And I think that's like the advantage of being a new kid. And that's something that I've learned when I got out of high school. 
I used to really think to myself, like, damn, I don't be getting no bitches. No, like, nobody want to fuck with me and nothing, nothing like that. I started getting these different calls. Like, oh, man, you want to come out to, like, to D.C. and perform? It's just like, yo, when you're the new talented guy or just a new guy, period, you get treated completely different. They're not judging you based on who you were. Mm-hmm. They're not judging you based off that kid who you were in kindergarten. Now you're in fucking high school. Like, oh, that's just little Matt from back in the day. No, they see you for who you are right then and there. And there's value in that. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where like a lot of my validation and, and my value started to like, it started to make sense to me now. Like, oh, I get it. I actually have value. Well, I can actually fuck the bitches that I thought I could never have a day in my life. But it's just like, as vain as that sounds, it's just like, that's where it came from, mm. you know? So it's, I don't know. That social equity thing is, it's, it's a, it's a very strange thing. It sucks, bro. Especially at that age. Like, and it's still something I'm trying to recover from. Like, you know, I'm going to therapy and I'm like trying to do things to like rediscover that sense of self-validation and self-confidence because... Like, we had that whole thing go on, and it's like you said, like, people aren't judging you based on the person that you were. But it's like, to them, they don't know because they're just making the effort to interact with me. But with me, it's like, I'm still the same person that I was before this 18 shit started. Right. I'm I'm Eric. Like, I'm just a person. Like, I just happen to be making music now. Mm-hmm. And it's not like... And it's, cra- it's, it's crazy that I was able to experience that on such a micro level of success it like, was not micro stop downplaying it that, really please. was my it i mean was a micro. all right but like relative to like you know because we be you know like especially now like that i've been doing this stuff with marlon shout out to marlon craft um like going on doing shows with him and like traveling the country and stuff like that it's like there's just levels to this shit so like i understand now like what success is so i, I just try to keep stuff in perspective not to like beat myself up or downplay anything but it's like true i i don't want to act like yo like that shit was crazy like we had one song one video the first tape was cool the second tape wasn't so cool and then that was that like it was an awesome experience but bro you guys did a magnificent job it was it awesome does, bro. it does not matter the time like sure your your idea of success might have changed but it should never belittle what you did in the past. That's true. You You're know, right. that, that's why I always, still to this day, anytime you say that, I always make sure I appreciate it. You know? I appreciate you appreciating it because it was good shit. I don't think about it at all. Like, it's so crazy. Like, I just try to stay forward and continue with my development. Like, again, like doing these shows and like working on my own solo EP now I'm trying to have out this year and like, you know, getting up with you. Like, I. I forgot to bring my fucking computer. I'm tight, but I dead ass made a beat last week. That dead ass, like I want you to put put strings on if you are mm-hmm. not against it. I'll, um, you know me, man. Like I'm saying, like I'm trying to, like I'm just trying to link up with all like just new people and like continue to grow, like just continue to like change that. I want that idea of success to change. I'm not gonna lie, like I'll never forget and I'll never like not cherish what you know a lot for a lot of reasons. You know, it's funny. It's funny that you say that. Like, like yes, I'm very grateful for like all the trials and tribulations that I once had, but I'm tired of these broken nigga problems. Yeah, I, I want a new set of problems. You now. know what I'm you saying? Know? Like, yeah, it's and there's like, nothing wrong with that. There's really nothing wrong with that at all. Hell yeah, I want to make new songs. I want to meet you know new people and do new things and travel and see new places and like it's life's too short to get hung up on shit, man. Yeah, it really man. is. So that's a fact. That's a fact. Yo, I'm not gonna front. I was watching this. Um, I was watching this uh this interview um of A Boogie when he was on Big Boy. <laughs> yeah, I still haven't listened to his project by the way, cause twenty songs is a whole lot. It is, that is a lot of music. It's a whole lot. It's a lot. <laughs> yo, <laughs> please, yo, just please watch this shit one time. So just watch it one time. Here, you can sit back down and watch it. No. Go back, go back, go back, go back. Um, sometimes you just gotta think about things like how you don't want to think about things. What does that mean? I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> but let me tell you. Yo, that shit had me laughing all day today, said All day. You know what's funny? There's wildly some truth to that. At least that I can find. You know what's funny? It's it's not a bad statement. It's it really a, isn't. It's just the fact that he did not elaborate. Do you he, have any examples? Any like anything? It's a stroke of genius. <laughs> just say whatever and then let people do let other everyone else do all the. I, I, I think I think that's that's the problem. Like you, you know no, 
No disrespect to A Boogie or anybody, but I feel like people have lost the art of the ability to articulate themselves. To be profound? Yes. They say some general shit and everybody's like, facts, like facts. Whoa. Everybody's like, facts, Have you facts, seen the facts. Elmo meme of him like this and it's like the explosion in the background? Yes. That's like everybody. <laughs> like, yo, put some thought into your shit, bro. Like, it, it, that, you could have, like, he could have expounded on that so crazy and made that shit like a, a real stroke of genius. Yeah. It's the fact that he was just like, I don't even know. So, like, yo, yeah. that shit killed me so i was laughing for like a solid 35 minutes it's funny though because within that context i still feel like i took something away from that because like that's true though like sometimes you gotta dead ass think about shit in a way that's like outside of your sometimes you gotta look at shit from a different perspective that's not normally your own like he really could have just said that right sometimes you gotta look at things from a different perspective <laughs> Everybody be like, "Oh, word, okay, cool." I'm not, I'm not like, gonna lie, right. bro. That was, that was a fast break, easy layup. And he, Did I, and he, and he just like tried. He tried to do a behind the back like backflip. Like, right, missed it, went out of bounds, turnover. Brick that. It's crazy. Um, but I'm not gonna act like you know I have interview experience like that either. So that's all good, man. You know what I'm saying? That's mad funny. That shit had me dying. I still want to check out his project though. But like I said, twenty songs is a lot. How do you feel about song counts, man? This shit is getting out of hand. Um, for me personally, I don't really give a fuck about like track listing. song counts and anything or anything like that. Um, what the fuck was it? I think I was listening to Off the Wall. How many tracks does Off the Wall has? Have like thirteen. Right, and it's a solid body of work. Like yes. generally speaking, there are no skippables on there. Nope. You know, so for me personally, I don't really care how many songs are on the album. I just know that there's two things to account for. For me, is it good? Is it good first? Right. Of course. Right? Number two, you have to account for, for me, I have to account for my own listening fatigue and other people's listening fatigue. Mm-hmm. So if you have 20 songs and 15 of, of them are all mid, like maybe you should just put out the five. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you know, things, things are a little different now with the streaming. And with everything. the streaming, yeah. I think that, that's mainly what it is. Motherfuckers just like, I'm going to throw it on there because it's more streams. Mm-hmm. Fuck it. Um, I get into this argument all the time with people when it comes to Drake because Drake, um, I think in a lot of ways, in, not a lot of ways, in in this one specific way where he doesn't take the time to trim fat off his albums, he doesn't value his artistry. I mean, then really, hold on. I think you got to really ask yourself now at this point too, how much of Drake's music is Drake truly in control of these days? Do you think? Do you think that Drake has 100% creative control? Do you think that there are higher-ups and the powers that be that may control subject matter when things come out? I don't... Well, I, All right, so this is all conjecture because I don't know. I wish I knew Drake, but I don't know him. So Not I yet. can't just shoot him over a text and be like, hey, like, what is your, what's your creative process? But someone of his stature, literally... I mean, he can literally take a dump on a track. Like, he could probably bring a mic into his bathroom, fart a bunch of times, mix it, you know, make sure it sounds good, and put it out, and motherfuckers would be like, yo! You know what I'm saying? Like, his cheeks clapped on that phone. Yeah, OG. Like, crazy. he's, he's you, know, so, you know, that shit stunk. Shit talking. So, <laughs> I, I don't think that he really has anybody in his ear. Like, I know we, we've had with the whole, like, songwriting thing, and, like, I do believe he writes his own verses. We now have to call into question his ability to write his own hooks. Because the whole Q Miller shit. I don't care, to be honest. I I don't really care either, but a lot of people do care because he claims to be an MC and he claims to be this great rapper and a lot of people hold the craft of writing as like, yo, you got to write your own shit. I don't really care. I think the music he puts out is phenomenal. I think he's incredibly talented. I think he can do whatever he wants. Like, today he's Drake, tomorrow, he, like, and he's Canadian, tomorrow he's Jamaican, the day after he's West Indian, or, or a different kind of West Indian, like, so think, tomorrow, think, the day after he's Spanish. You see, okay, here's the thing. He's like, English. The whole, the whole thing with him writing his own music, or artists, period, writing their own music, there are artists that can write, but there are also other artists that can perform. Mm-hmm. Those are two very different art forms. Yeah, he can do both. And that's he, why it gets me upset when I find out he's not writing his hooks. Because you can write your hooks, just write them. Like he yes, gets me right so there. tight, and back to my original point of like he has out. It's like it's like fucking more life. What Had like fucking, was it more life or scorpion? I get them confused. What was the one that was beast? The two sides. It was scorpion, right? Don't listen. Hold on. I'm pretty sure it was scorpion. It was the one that had like jaded on it. Yeah. And like, it's like with that album, it's like it's like the fact that he has to make two sides in a, in an.
I need to cater to like these two different audiences. It's like, and you know what, whatever, like you can, of course he can just do whatever he wants and it doesn't matter. But as somebody who is aware of his talent, who makes music and knows like what goes into creating a body of work, fam, take the 20 songs, cut it down to 13, 14. You could still release the other six as standalone singles because you're Drake still get the same amount of streams but what if those other songs those last seven songs aren't that strong of singles compared to the body of the 13 so bear with me on this go ahead i'm listening don't put the songs out don't put the songs out you don't like the songs that much you don't think they're that good guess what so let me ask you, you don't this. put them out so let me ask you this what if those songs that you're not putting out will will like equate to like i don't I mean know, like on five, scorpion it, like the songs that you're that we're referring to right now, like those seven or eight songs that you didn't put out on that album. Yeah. What if that equated to like you making two hundred thousand as opposed to you making five hundred thousand? Then what? Are you gonna still put them out? Because I know I would. I mean, yeah, I would, but I also probably. This is the other thing about Drake too is like he be making songs that are layups. Explain. He makes songs with very simple melodic structures very simple beat like drum patterns okay with no other extra melodic or harmonic elements that he could very easily add in to make the song cooler or have more life because he be like he has all these great producers that are at his disposal and he can also sing so he can just add his own like actually but he doesn't do that you know why because he knows he can hop on the track spit a 16 do a little bullshit verse rap the song do another like whatever do the quick two verse two hook formula that drake does and put it out and it's going to be a hit. I that, think I think that you suffer from what I suffer from at times is listening to other artists music as an artist. Oh yeah, I do that all the time. I don't I don't think I don't think that like at this point for me personally, I'm going to speak for myself. It's very difficult difficult for me to listen to a lot of music as a consumer. Yeah, I don't anymore. So, I what, only listen to music as somebody who makes music now. Right, and, and it's like, you know, for somebody like a Drake, like for what you're saying, they could be like, yeah, you could have just added that, you could have just done this, you could have just done that. But, you know, for Drake and the businessman that Drake is and the business that he's running right now, that shit is making him millions upon jillions. Oh, yeah, I would never suggest that it's not working or detrimental to him. I'm, I'm actually just bitching. It makes me upset. Right. Because I, I like, this, yo, this album, bro, so many songs on here. It has 12 songs on the A side and 13 on the B side. That's 25 songs, B. That's a lot of music. Thriller was nine songs. Thriller is the greatest album ever made. It was nine songs. Like, I don't know, bro. Does Drake really need the money? Does he need the money? He's made so many albums like this. Put one album out that's just 12 songs and it's your best work. And that's it. Just one. Just for me, please. One where you just put just your one. artistry above everything else. It would make me so happy. I felt that way. I actually like one of my favorite Drake albums is So Far Gone. That's probably like my favorite. And I still bump that to this day. That was a mixtape too. That wasn't even like an album. Well, yeah. That was a mixtape, right? I'm, yeah. Okay, cool. I'm not bugging on that. They've like really repackaged it as an album, but initially it was a mixtape. Because I don't think he was signed yet. Is your phone by the by the mic at all? Uh, a there we bit. go. Sorry, yeah, doing that snap, crackling, popping thing. Sorry, it's all good. Um, yeah, that's still his best body of work, bro. That's to me. My like, favorite song on there is Fear. By the way, oh, that song is so hard. I love Fear. That song is so hard. He, I just, I just feel like it's his most cohesive body mm -hmm. of work. Like, I don't think any of probably his best songs that he's ever made are on there. You know what's funny? But what's funny is what you said, um, his, his most cohesive body of work. Yeah. I think that's one thing that a lot of people don't understand about albums now. Yeah. Like, you do understand an album is not just an album because you have multiple songs on one. Yeah, they like, should either tell a story or follow a sonic theme. Or they just fit well together. Or they together. just fit together thematically. Like, there's a lot of ways you can tie together songs to make an album right and I, I mean some people get it and some people just don't i just think he can and doesn't want to because he knows that it doesn't matter what he does like i'm just talking from somebody who's just a massive drake fan and gets frustrated with him like i i don't i don't want to make it seem like 
he needs to do this because he'll be more successful. He's fucking Drake, bro. Like he's ethereal. Like this guy ethereal. is is everywhere and nowhere. Drake's w- with us in the room right now. Like <laughs> <laughs> he's in you, and he's in me. Pause. Pause. Um. Okay. Anyway, I'm I'm, a, I'm gonna like put the the freestyling for the people now. So give them your twitters and your Instagrams and all of that. Yo, so you can follow me on Ricky Emotional or at Ricky Emotional on. You are definitely emotional. <laughs> so that I am emotional. So that's R I C K Y, emotional, and that's Twitter, Instagram, Twitter and Instagram. I'll have a SoundCloud and all that shit soon, but you know, stay updated. Follow me and stay updated. All right, this is the extra five freestyle. Yeah, check out E. Peace.